0: Hey, this is Mike hey this is Kaz and you're listening to two broke watch knobs the only watch podcast that knows the fair market price of dead souls you have made it all the way to episode 196 Michael hello hello hello, hello. and we just hang up that's the whole show It's like <laughs> oh, the shortest oh, the shortest TVW's episode in recent history but hello fine happy week to everyone um, Michael and I were just talking about how we're very excited for 2020 to be over but we're also even more excited for episode 200. We are inching closer and closer to the milestone 200th episode, 200th? 200th, 200th episode, that's English, I think, of the Two Broke Washing House podcast. How are you going to celebrate? Kidnap. Well, that was short-lived, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been an honor serving with you, Michael. <laughs>
1: FBI, this, this right here. This is, yeah. This, I just, I would just
0: like to make it clear that Michael and I are not in the same state. Um, We have no, I don't know, I don't know this guy. I don't really. I met him on like a bus. Uh, He's handing out pamphlets, and uh, the extent of our relationship is really never extended beyond recording a podcast. The audio, for the record, (laughs) just putting that out there. I
1: don't know, I just saw a headline. Like, I just saw that too.
0: <laughs> I think those crazy idiots were in Michigan. I think I saw yeah. that um, in Michigan Big here times. in the U.S. God damn it. But here, let's do this. Episode 196. This is one of those fun topics that I don't think, and pardon my crudeness, I know I know no other way of speaking. I don't think any other watch podcast would have the balls to do something like this. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and it's it's something that I think as we near 200 episodes, we've probably talked about these, but never really dedicated time to comparing and contrasting yes. and wallowing together. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think it'd be a fun episode.
0: For episode 196 of the two broke watch snobs podcast, this week's topic, watch regrets. Yeah. Watch regrets in regards to our development as collectors Views we've had, particular acquisitions we've done or not done or undone, um, proper watch regrets. Um, a couple of these are going to be specific to like us doing TBWS. At least on my end, I don't know what I don't, I don't know what Michael's regrets are. He doesn't know what mine are. You know, in true TBWS fashion, we prepared separately and we're gonna we're gonna have worlds collide on <laughs> air. You know, yeah, we're but, not
1: just talking about purchases that you regret, right?
0: This is this is this is a this is much more. Um, this is an opportunity for us to air out our existential crisis, <laughs> the orological existential crises that both Michael and I have wrestled with over the past several years. I mean, Michael's been into watches longer than I have, but we've both really been hitting it hard over the past uh, four years or so. You know, uh, since we've been doing uh, TBWS and so. I thought it would be incredibly humbling and cathartic to just directly point out, name my demons, and just say what my regrets are. I think this is actually going to be a lot of fun. But before that, Michael, Michael, would you like to do an audio wrist check with me for the 196th time?
1: I would be delighted to. <laughs> Here you go first. I'm talking. Way well, too I haven't. Much. I haven't been on every episode. I know, so. but it's
0: easier. I don't. I can't. I. I. I can't fucking do numbers. So it's just like I could do 196 minus da, da, da. and then it's just dead air for 45 minutes while I'm trying to figure out how to divide or how to negativeize 196 and the number four. So it's just easier for me to say. For the 196 time, Michael, would you like to do an audio wrist check with me?
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. Here
0: you go first.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so I'm wearing the uh, the Panerai Pam Triple Seven. Triple
0: Seven, how cool is that? Are you still yeah. are you still in love? Because it's been a while since I heard about this watch.
1: It's been a little over a year since I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I, I really do think that there's still some serious hate for Panerai. There but, is, uh, especially in in our neck of the uh, the watch fam uh, niche. So. You know, every time every time I post this watch or like talk about this watch, I, I feel like a lot of people are just eh, whatever. Uh, so I, I, I'm a little shy about it. You know, it's it's like it's like listening to the first Hawthorne Heights record. You you sh- you really love it, but you don't want to tell anyone. I
0: sing that shit from the mountaintops. I don't give a crap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, the Pandora will Panerai will never shake off the connotation of it being. And I'm not meaning this in an offensive way. It's just one of those things that people hold. The connotation of being a tool watch, not like a rugged tool watch, but like a douche tool watch. Like it's Correct. the idea of like, oh, this guy pokes this his Panerai with his lion bee skull bracelet in front of his Lambo Murcielago. And he's lighting a cigar on the tailpipe with the foot. It's just like it's, it's kind of one of the orological poster children for just watch douchebaggery.
1: Yeah, um, I wonder. I I know? wonder if it was actually Sylvester Stallone's fault because when he started to, I mean, when he started to partner we with the brand, we talk about
0: that, guy so much on this fucking
1: show. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> Episode two hundred, Kaz does the the sly voice the, the entire whole time.
0: we time. pan around walking the streets of Firenze. I've got my Jordan's do this and the pan around the window. Hey, Matt, was this watch over here? I just pocketed the pan. Boom! You know the demolition man. It's just an hour and it's gonna be an hour and a half of that. And you guys to be it, like, "What the fuck is this about?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was that movie? The movie Day Daybreak, Daylight. Day, it was. It was pretty. It, it was.
0: It was pretty. It was for one of them. Like that was where he like where well, Daylight was a big success with the orange jumpsuit, orange walked walking with the banner. I watched Firenze The boom it's just low and he just walked out of the room. I mean, you know he I mean? <laughs> he
1: was. I mean, he was tough in that movie. That that watch saw some action. Uh, <laughs> you know, if, if a sub were on his wrist, he wouldn't think twice, but. Whatever. I, I love this. Uh, it's again, the Luminor, you, I, even for both of us, I think it is just one of those watches I'm, that you're always curious about.
0: Yes. I love um, it. The other thing that annoys people with that watch, it's not just the connotation of or logical douchebaggery. People are very critical of the fact that Richemont is trying to still like superimpose this Italian. Heritage or something yeah. in there, and it's just like, listen, guys, none of the things you buy are fucking real. They're yeah. all made by underpaid, very tired people in a factory with no fucking windows. Okay, when you buy a watch, you're buttoning it because it looks cool. Do not delude <laughs> yourself otherwise, man. You know, but sorry, oh, I, keep, I keep cutting you off. My apologies.
1: No, no, it's fine. And they, they do, they, they're really bad about shoving in this. Fake history whenever they can. I yeah. think they were even caught manipulating the um, the storefront of the Florence, like the original Florence location. Mm. They were caught photoshopping it. I, I think they they did something with with the letters in the front to make it seem like the brand you have today is the same brand that you had, you know, at that oh, that's time period. Funny. Hey man, yeah, KFC
0: they, did it. It worked for KFC. <laughs> it should be able to work for Panerai. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I'll I'll continue to be the the quiet Panerai lover that I am. I don't think I, I would ever get another. Obviously the story the story of me getting this watch was pretty memorable. Yeah. Even I mean, I shared it here. It's it was a meaningful experience. I did go full retail. I went full R word on this. <laughs> and um
0: People like clutching their phones right now. <laughs> and
1: I did it in Florence. So, I don't know. No regrets. No
0: regrets, dude. No regrets. In a show about watch regrets, your Panerai is not one of them. Correct. Yeah. I need to see that thing. I still haven't seen it in person.
1: And now, you know what? Now, because I had because I have this this experience with this watch, and because the watch has this background, it has full, full wife approval. Yeah. Like, you can... You, I can never sell this watch. Right. She'll leave me if She'll I did. <laughs> what
0: a great Panerai ad that would be. Just like a husband on the corner of his bed. The room has clearly been like removed of half of the contents of the stuff. And the headline is just My Panerai. I sold it and she left me. <laughs> you know? In sepia. Yeah. Or whatever, and then it'd be Panoray, Firenze, or whatever the fuck you say. I don't. I don't know Italian. I don't know Italian, nor will I pretend to know Italian.
1: <laughs> no, I say Florence.
0: Florence.
1: <laughs> the card. I, I was actually, I was actually just drooling over the uh, all of the paperwork because yeah. I still have, I still have all the paperwork, the card with my name on it, with the stamped address of that specific boutique. Um, it's like smeared because I was shaking at the time. <laughs> I have all of the all of the, like the VAT, like uh, paperwork where where I exempt myself from VAT. All all that shit. Was it, it like
0: was, that scene in John Wick Two where the map guys handing him all like the paperwork with the catacomb <laughs> archives yeah. and the blueprints and the old historical records and just all this knowledge and all this panache with the paperwork?
1: Did I tell you I I went to I if you're if you're a westerner or just from outside of the country you and you buy a watch like that at a boutique the guy's going to tell you well now you have to fill out all of your vat exempt paperwork and, mm. and take all the steps to effectively be re- refunded the vat that you just paid because you're not a citizen oh. so he's like okay so you just walk out walk out of the boutique you take a right you walk down like three blocks or whatever, and they have these dedicated lounges and they're actually very luxurious. Okay. And you you sit down and you're sitting there with a bunch of people that are dodging taxes. And it's just a very strange experience. You're, you're in a waiting room with, and you can get champagne. You can have cucumber, you can have cucumber water. All to fill out a form with your credit card to get the refund, and then they tell you you have to get this stamp at the airport. It, it, it's it's did, stressful. Did you, did you do I'll all probably of it? never. Yeah, yeah. I'll nice. probably never do it again. Though. <laughs> What's VAT?
0: That, it's like it's like fifteen or ten percent. I have no fucking idea. What is it?
1: I'll never do that shit again. It was so. I thought I thought I was gonna get stopped by German police in like frankfurt like what is that (laughs) (laughs) oh man by the way if you ever land in frankfurt the uh they got some serious agents there (laughs) oh yeah like open carry (laughs) like yeah i mean very scary i
0: think that's i mean psychologically that's also a deterrent yeah yeah i know telling you man. But that's
1: that's what I'm wearing. I I miss I miss traveling internationally. Nobody wants us anymore. So
0: nobody I I want us. I want you. Why don't you come hang out here with me?
1: <laughs> there Disney? are
0: no rules. No rules <laughs> we're open. We won. Michael, we won. We did it. Ah,
1: so I got the Panerai. what do you have?
0: Um I I can't remember if I wore this last week or not. No, I wore something either way, it doesn't matter. I am wearing Not necessarily a TBWS relic, but more a personal CAS relic. I'm wearing my first ever dive watch, Seiko Sumo SBDC033, Das Bulumo. Nice. Um, Also, I'll constitute this as a fucking Seiko relic. I paid $375 for a Seiko Sumo. Gone are
1: those fucking days. That's you know the SBDC zero three three three.
0: The first, the first it's edition close. that came out in the pros- with prospects. Hmm.
1: SBDC 033. If I mean, Google Mark it. at Mark at Long Island. That's that's where you got to go. He's got it for three eighty six.
0: Ooh, are they in stock? They're in stock. How cool is that?
1: Okay. And the the issue is now with the sumos. They they, I think they what. They did sapphire. They did the new movement. They did, I think, a different bracelet or something like that. Different <clears throat> bezel. Right. But yeah, I mean, Seiya has them, I think, at the cheapest, and it's almost 800 With the new ones. Yeah, the new ones.
0: So you have to ask yourself at home, is the color green, sapphire crystal, and a new movement you really well? be able to tell the difference on worth an extra five hundred and fifty dollars yeah i'm gonna say no
1: i'm surprised surprised of what i'm surprised they went that high with with the new ones I, I was kind of hoping you know did you see the new sumo chronograph it's a it's like a sumo case that it, they turned into a chronograph and uh, it's um no. it's solar and even that thing is six hundred dollars let me show you that. This is like your watch. Yeah, you have a link. It, Throw it my way. This is this is basically your watch turned into a chronograph.
0: I and don't like it as a chronograph. It's weird. <laughs> right? I think it's
1: kind of cool, but that's expensive.
0: That is a lot.
1: Anyway, it just seems yeah, very busy. Yeah. Yeah. Like your your, your sumo is a, a sweet spot in, in the Seiko, Seiko timeline, I think.
0: Yeah. And this for me is like my I guess vacation watch. This is the watch that I kind of always had on vacation and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. This is also the first watch I really ever damaged. I um I damaged it on the Disney Fantasy. I was uh I was getting some ice cream.
1: Buying um, ice cream.
0: Yeah. I was buying ice cream and I turned a corner too sharp and between Frozone's <clears throat> Frozen Treats, you know, Frozone from the Incredibles, and the uh adult area of the Disney Fantasy, there's like a metal divider wall. Um, I was apparently so inspired by my acquisition of of, of ice cream that I turned too vigorously. In the process of turning, I hit my wrist against that divider wall, and uh, now there's a big dent in the 30 on my bezel. So every time you see a photo of this watch and you see that dent, that's where that's from.
1: A true adventure story. You You can sell that to Seiko. They can make an ad. Right He's like, just gonna picture
0: me just with like mustard stains on my shirt, like holding an ice cream cone, looking at my watch saying, Oh no, I dinged it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Too good, man. But yeah, that's what I'm wearing. I thought it'd be fun to be wearing it off and on this week. And I can't remember if I wore it um, last week. No, I think I wore the. I don't know what the fuck I wore last week. All the days are blurring together. But I. Uh I will say a mini regret. I did contemplate selling this watch. If you remember. You did. Yeah, yeah.
1: You got you got very close.
0: Yeah. I'm 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 not selling it. I can't I can't. I can't you know. Like these are fighting words, but I'd be more inclined to sell like my Raven or my Gavox
1: before my fucking yeah. Sumo.
0: Which is which is insane if you guys understand how much I love both of those fucking watches.
1: Yeah. You know it's true i would be surprised to see the the Gavox go
0: that's i can't i can't do it don't make me choose <laughs> don't make me choose man ah but here let's do this before we get into the main topic we have some very fun housekeeping stuff to get into i don't think well okay we'll know do you want to talk about some new releases that, that you actually wrote about on the two wash knobs.com site
1: yeah, and none of you assholes get audio wrist checks this week because you haven't told us your watches.
0: <laughs> There's now we're gonna get a bunch of people who are just like, I didn't hear from but. But yeah, no, so I'm trying to <laughs> streamline communication. If you did reach out and share your watch with me, or if you didn't read if you didn't get an email from me yet, totally stay cool. We're gonna figure this out. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, this week we're not doing audio risk checks because uh I still have about a hundred people I need to hear back from. So yeah. that's just out there.
1: Yeah, we can talk about some new releases though. I did I did talk about some new watches on the site. And uh Let's see your two com new releases. So there's two. In
0: particular, that I'm I'm looking at, um, yeah. This Omega and then this Aquastar.
1: Let's start with the Omega, okay? Because this is a watch. This is a watch, mm-hmm. and the Omega was cool because I uh, I was texting one of the folks in the uh, the Slack channel, and he mentioned that there was going to be a new silver Snoopy Omega coming out, and I I didn't really think much of it. Also, I didn't really care all that much because I figured they would be super limited and, um, they'd probably sell out really, really fast. Um, but then he sent me the actual video that came, I guess Omega released the watch specifically on October 5th. And it's this
0: one you have in the article here.
1: Yeah. It's the Omega Speedmaster silver Snoopy award 50th anniversary.
0: It is a little rocket ship.
1: Yeah. This is the best limited Omega you can get right now. Well, actually, sorry. Not limited, special edition Omega uh, you can get right now. Because uh, that, that was the kicker with this one. Um, the silver Snoopy, the last one that we got, I think in 2015, was limited, and they sold out pretty fast. And now if you try to buy one, they're really expensive. Yeah. Um, but this one, I think, is arguably more beautiful. Uh, it has these blue accents along the bezel and the subdials. The hands are actually blue PVD, which I didn't know was a thing. That's cool. And the uh, the Snoopy the Snoopy logo that you get at nine o'clock is actually very similar to the original um, Charles Schultz uh, illustration that he did for the mm-hmm. actual award that NASA gives you. Wow! So um, this thing is rad, and beautiful. of course, is the party beautiful. trick the party trick is you you turn the watch over and you see you see a close-up of the moon and you have planet earth back there so earth is constantly rotating um it's geared to the uh, to the seconds mechanism wow and if you hit the chronograph snoopy starts flying
0: i love it <laughs> i love it so he flies
1: he flies behind the moon and then he comes out the other side and then you have eyes on the stars this thing I mean, is fucking
0: rad. It's pretty cool. I don't know. It's I'm less, a...
1: and it's less than the what the three twenty one reissue. Yeah. Oh my god, It's like fourteen thousand dollars. Just get this thing.
0: This thing is ninety six hundred. I mean, i say that knowing full well that's still yeah. That's like, that's that's a lot of fucking doll hairs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, it's no three twenty one reissue at yeah fourteen or fifteen thousand bucks. Whatever that fucking. So mm-hmm. dumb, <laughs> but this thing is actually very handsome. I enjoy it, and yeah. it's very fun
1: yeah, that as I hit the microphone <laughs> I'm like I'm
0: like, I know what that's. I've done that before
1: <laughs> that specific um slack member has the first Snoopy he's got the silver Snoopy from twenty fifteen and now he has this one, so he's got he's got the whole trilogytis
0: a fine a fine trio, right yeah.
1: He said, "I had to do it.
0: <laughs> I had to do it. It was out. It was out of my hands. Don't you?" Understand? I think it was. I think
1: it was a good move, man.
0: Uh, that's great. But here, talk to me about this Aquastar. You've talked to me about this brand before. I just, I, I still don't know anything about them.
1: Yeah, Aquastar is one of those interesting brands, and I'm not, I'm not in any way a dive expert um, or dive. Of course, Michael, you want a dive expert, star. Michael. <laughs> That automatically I'm a, means you're a diving I'm a expert. A doc expert. I'm not, a Doxpert. I'm expert. a docspert. Not a diving expert. <laughs> Thank you for finally
0: adopting our parlance. Doc um,
1: We're all doxperts. So, so this press release uh came to me from a watch community member that we know. Uh he's also in the diving slash adventure space. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> been been doing the watch thing for a while. And usually He's kind enough to pass these releases to me. Um, and I knew there was something special happening when I just read through the first couple lines. Yeah. Um, so Aquastar is actually a brand that started strictly as a dive instrument company. They made depth gauges, thermometers, <sighs> compasses, uh, and it was all stuff that you could only buy at dive shops. Okay. They ne- they'd they never really had a... a Wide retail plan. So naturally, this was early to mid 60s when they started, and you know, just turned the corner and you have quartz crisis, and the, the brand was already changing hands a couple times, and then they fell into obscurity. But the cool thing is that Rick Murray, which is the guy who essentially revived the Doxa brand and the Doxa right. sub specifically. Uh, much to the acclaim of community members. They think he is absolutely the guy to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. This is his project now. So when, when the new Doxa chronograph came out that I wrote about, uh, on the side as well, I had a quote from him when he left Doxa and now it it was, we didn't really know what he was doing or I didn't anyway, but this is his new passion project. Now, Um, you know, yeah. And honestly, like, so the pre-order price on this is $27.90 and full retail is $35.90. This is
0: way more expensive than I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, it's ex- it's expensive, but uh, the pre-order that I paid on my Doxa was like $22. Right. So this, for a chronograph with a Le Joux column wheel... Uh, waterproof pushers like you can use the pushers underwater well,
0: correct me if I'm wrong but doesn't doxa have more of like a more people have heard of doxa than they have aquastar right you know what I'm saying
1: yeah but I I, I feel like the people that
0: also just to point tra- out lejupe ray is the citizen-owned swiss watch or swiss watchman manufacturer
1: mm-hmm yeah I, I don't know. I think very cool. I, I think the pre-order price is not that bad. Honestly, Doxa still isn't that popular. I think if you if you meet a Doxa owner or know somebody that's into Doxa, they'll probably also be into Aquastar and might even buy this Aquastar. Yeah. So um we might be getting one in for review. So Okay, let's see what happens. You can take a closer look. I like also that they they modernized it a little bit so the movement isn't automatic now. The old Valjoux in there was manual wind. You can get a gray dial. You can get a black dial and a blue dial.
0: Like the and blue comes, one a lot.
1: Yeah, and it comes with the Tropic strap. I think I think Rick Murray and Synchron actually revived the first brand that started doing those Tropic rubber straps. I could be wrong, but either way, you get one of those... Uh, and you, it also comes on leather. There's a seatbelt style NATO that you can get with it, nice. and I don't know. I'm, it is I'm not going to buy bunch. it. Yeah, I'm not going to buy it, but it's it's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> you're not going to buy it, but you're very excited to see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: This thing is. Beautiful. It would look really good next to my Doxa.
0: Oh my god, I have, <laughs> they would they would be the best of friends.
1: <laughs> they would be the best. of friends. The
0: best friends. of friends.
1: <laughs> on the bezel,
0: what is this? Equals 5542.
1: What is that? So, that's actually a variation of the no decompression bezel that you see on doxas. Oh. And apparently, Aquastar has the patent on this one specifically. And very much like the doxa, you can see that it's a combination bezel. So, the internal ring is just your regular <clears throat> elapsed time. Yeah. And then on the outside, you have the the no deco limits. Which is also what you have on, on my Daxa. How do you turn the internal one? It just turns. It turns with. It all turns oh, together. Oh, they you don't can't use them,
0: You can't use both functions at the same time. You have to use one or the other.
1: Right. Right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Cool.
0: That's really cool, man. Good. Yeah. Uh, good. Good. Like good job getting on the site super super quick.
1: I think I know the photographer that took these. Oh yeah. I think of it course. was. Uh, I think it was Vincent uh, Lyons. It that looks like guy, his
0: he's taken Doxa photos too, I believe. His photos are bonkers. Yeah, didn't we meet him? We met. We met him. We did. We met him in New York or whatever. Very nice.
1: Yeah. The quote here is: "I found my life's calling with Aquastar, which I genuinely believe to be one of the most important stories of the watch world, a legacy that we hope to use to reignite the curiosity and sense of adventure of dive watch fans worldwide." And that's from. Mr. Rick Murray
0: Very cool. That's awesome, man. Um, here, let's do this. In addition to these two really cool press pieces, check them out. Definitely let us know your thoughts. <clears throat> Excuse me as I fucking choke. There are others, uh, other items on the tubowatchups.com's website uh, you guys should check out. Damon Bailey, TB Davis contributor extraordinaire, has done this. Um, he's done a review of this watch that I did not know about before, but um, he's done... A really good review on it in regards to framing his own sort of personal relationship with it. It's this Dreadnought PRS fifty two, the baby Dreadnought, which is mm-hmm. apparently a smaller version. Um, I, like I said, I'm not aware of this watch at all. Of a previous uh, Dreadnought PRS two, which uh, Damon ran into in his time, um, you know, in military service, and like he has really really cool like just intro in the beginning, and he just he frames his relationship with the First interaction of the PRS-2 uh, in relation to this PRS-52 really, really well. So definitely go and check that out. If you're in the market for, I guess, just a tool watch that's like a proper tool watch and you want something with like cult, like a cult following, you know what I mean? Something that like not everyone is wearing or has seen. It's pretty (laughs) wild. Are you, have you heard of this watch before?
1: I have. I forgot that it was Time Factors. That Mm -hmm. did this watch so time factors i think they're a larger uk company that started to gobble up smith's persista a lot of older brands but i think this is one of their own designs yeah so um i had heard of it but i'm not really too familiar with the watch i actually thought it was a mod so he was posting he was posting (laughs) photos of this in the slack channel And uh, I was like, oh, that looks like a watch that he built out. So it looks like it has elements of a custom modded watch that was put together for not much money. Yeah. Which is a cool look, I
0: think. Also, it's like, I think it's 38 or 37 millimeters, which is why it's called the baby dreadnought. So like if you want like a tool watch, but you don't want something that's gigantor, and you don't like the SKX013 or whatever the fuck is out there now. He even has like a little comparison table. Damon put together a little comparison table at the end. It's it's pretty badass, actually. Yeah, 38 millimeters, this thing is. I wish it was quartz. God damn it, Michael. <laughs> Just get a scurfa. Another scurfa. Get another scurfa. Yeah... It's going to happen. It's going to happen, man. Um, in addition to that, Henry Marganou Marganou, I really need to talk to you, you and figure out how to say your name. Pretty sure it's Marganou, uh, has done a really, really cool sl- uh, leather strap comparison uh, between uh, Hodinky leather straps, One leather straps, and our very own favorite independent watch strap maker, OGTBWS EA Leather Goods. Um, Henry has done a comparison in regards to like quality, texture, uh, the color achieved in the straps and everything like that it's 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 incredibly thorough there's lots of really really good photos so if you're in the market for a leather strap that you constitute as high quality that's something that would just kind of like <sighs> it's kind of like the other rule in jewelry where you don't put a really nice gem in like a shitty setting i don't want to pay $10,000 for a diamond and put it in like a $40 like setting you know what i mean yeah Some people are of the mind where if I spend a lot of money on a watch or if there's a watch that I'm particularly fond of, I want to put it on an equally high quality leather strap, which is where I think a lot of folks end up falling into the uh, paying 200 bucks for Odinky straps. You're paying, you know, um, I think like 70 or 80 bucks for the worn and wound straps. Uh, Another option, if you don't want to pay a lot of money, but you want that bespoke experience, check out EA Leather Goods, man. I have his stuff. I the, If you've ever seen a photo of my Slava Medical, that red suede strap, E Leather Goods made that. And I fucking love it.
1: Yeah, it was like made for the watch. It was literally made it for
0: my Slava Medical. Yeah. You know? Um, so definitely check out the piece. Check out Henry's piece. It's really, really cool. In addition to that, we have some new Balance Cock Bugle editions. Michael. <laughs> have you seen these? Let me see. I don't think I have. So the latest... H-S-N-Y host the guide to enunciation for all things orology. Rene Ramis, H-S-N-Y senior instructor, was careful to articulate each vowel as he signed the accents across the open air. Turbillon, uh, Cote de Genève, Ibauche, Guilloche. These aren't vending machine snacks. I'd also like to point <laughs> out, Michael, it, it took me way too long to make that image. <laughs> Did you i had to make that i found a stock uh, photo I, I i i was able to clear off the projector behind him and then i put omega with the no symbol and then omega with the green
1: <laughs> i don't want to talk about how long it took me to do that but i'm very proud of how
0: it came out. I, you
1: should be proud i i thought you found this as is but then i also thought of how unlikely that would be <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then the uh, the one beneath it. These are both from Damon uh, Bailey, TVWS contributor extraordinaire. I mean, really, he's driving these balanced cock bugle posts. Uh, the second one on here, really a lot of fun. Oregonian evades authority and races towards fires. It's okay. I've got a ball fireman. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's so
1: good. We should send it to the brand. We should send it
0: to the brand. Don't make the guy in this post a part of the fucking Balls Explorer Club. <laughs> Just the whole the whole joke of the piece. It's 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 it's, it's wonderfully penned. So, um, go and check out the site tubewashdots Check out the balance cock bugle. Check out the press releases. Check out the reviews. There's a whole bunch of really really cool stuff. I'm working on my Timex MK1 review. We're working on other uh, balance cock bugle pieces. Also, just to clarify, please, people, stop thinking these are real. The balance cock bugle. This is not real.
1: All would right. you <laughs> would you put Ball Explorer Club on your resume?
0: Someone would. I'm sure someone would. Can I read to you my favorite line from the Oregonian Invades Authorities and Races Towards Fire with the ball Fireman, Go for it. Okay. Let's see. Tenor, the fire marshal who's trying to talk sense to this crazy ball owner. Tenor continued, when I asked for an ID, he just gave me some autographed picture and goes, Russell Marquez, Balls Explorer Club. When you call this in, give the boys my regard. Then he sprinted off towards the tree line with the collapsible shovel in hand, yelling back, Just remember, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one single step. (laughs) Mwah, bene. Fucking molto bene, dude.
1: Did we ever see Russell again?
0: I'll, I'll, I I, I will hear. uh, Let me see. I'll finish reading the last two lines here. Tender shook his head. Damn this thing I ever seen. As he spat to the side, guide balls. I'll give him that. At this time, no reports have been made to Marquez's whereabouts or his group's possible ties to terrorist activity.
1: <laughs> That's a ballsy conclusion.
0: <laughs> I love it. It's just so good. Hey, check out the balance cock bugle. This is our version. This is the orological version of the onion, guys. Okay, so if you're familiar with the onion and we talk about balance cock bugle, just please bear that in mind. I'm really tired of emails and comments. Is this real? Did Mark Zuckerberg really buy Rolex? It's like, no. Guys. Google's going to flag us.
1: They have <laughs> misinformation.
0: No, we. I think we are getting, in terms of like SEO equity, I think we are getting pegged as fake news. Because when the piece about Mark Zuckerberg buying Rolex, when we push that out, that showed up on the Google News feed for about two days until Google's like, oh, my God, and then pulled it. There's a huge spike in our search console for display display views, and in Google News, we, for about two days, we got a huge spike in that, and then Google's like, oh, my God, and they just took it. So to answer your question, that's not helping our SEO, but, I mean, it's fucking funny, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Oh, man. Too good. But here, Michael, let's do this. Would you like to talk to me? This is a safe space. Michael, would you like to talk to me about watch regrets? Because we've mentioned watch regrets that we've had, but we've never, you and I, um, I guess, faced each other and talked about regrets, proper regrets that we had. Not regrets like, "Oh, I wish I'd gotten the black back, black bay instead of the red." Blood. Proper regrets that humans have that haunt them. Not stupid fake shit that you make up to sound cool in your fucking podcast. Yeah, watch, I have fam. A bad,
1: I have a bad one to open up with. Let's do it. What do you got? And it's it's kind of like a two in one because this is now officially one of those mistakes that you you can totally you can totally make fun of me for for the rest of my life. Uh, just seeing where Rolex has gone and how crazy expensive the older pieces are and then okay. what happened with retail prices. I I fucked up twofold here. <laughs> and um, I guess as we continue to progress through 2020 and I see the new releases and how... The new releases are basically the old releases with some small changes, and now the old releases are more desirable. (laughs) Rolex is fucking wild right now, so I would not recommend, (laughs) highly would not recommend. Uh, But I'll start with purchasing a 14060 for 3K. Um, Great move, I think. But then selling it because I thought I wanted... A Batman, <laughs> and then this. getting a Batman and realizing that you fucking hate it within like one
0: yeah the was it so I, I need to google it just for reference so i, I it's one four six zero uh one four zero six zero one forty sixty there it is, I remember this watch.
1: Just, this is like, f- a very beautiful, basic... I bought it head-only. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wore it on a NATO. I was, like, scared to wear it, like, at work. I think it was...
0: This is the first... we're trying to say that name on here. That doesn't matter. This was the first watch <laughs> I was ever conscious of you wearing. Mm. I, I had never really... Because, like, this is... Uh, also, around that time when we met over there, I wasn't into watches, but then, you know, I was asking about watches and all this stuff, and I remember... We were we were talking to that other guy about all that contract work or whatever, and he called out uh, your watch. Yeah, and I remember looking, and it was on a brown
1: leather strap, right? I had it on a black NATO. Actually. Was it a black
0: NATO? Oh yeah. man, that's crazy! That's so cool. Yeah,
1: it's gone now. It's gone now. It's gone now because I, I got into the into the obsession of. Oh, I'm going to consolidate now. I'm going to sell this 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 and this to fund this. And then I got that one thing and I hated it. I remember god, it just it was not for me. I know that that watch is highly desirable right now, the the GMT specifically. But it just did not work for me. I felt I felt stupid wearing that watch. Well, wow. it was it's such and I know it works for some people, and I think Rolex executed it very well, mm. but it is so blingy. It's a, so it's, blingy. A,
0: it's a piece of jewelry. I don't care what anyone says It is.
1: It really yeah. is. and And this goes back to uh, a couple episodes ago i i was I was trying to turn to that brand for a tool watch, yeah, with the same kind of vibe that I would get with the one forty sixty. And that's just not what you get. From the modern brand. Yeah. That's that's not what they're for, right? Those now. days are if gone. You're, if you're gonna turn to them, get yourself a two-tone yacht master 2 Or like a Sky Dweller. Go full Rolex if you're gonna go Rolex. Right? <laughs> but don't think that you're gonna you're gonna buy a blingy GMT and feel like you're I don't know, some kind of Hans
0: Boldorf no, is looking down and smiling. He's like, "Yeah, that guy's representing the tool watch history of Rolex that I helped build." No, it's a bit. Yeah. If you're, I what I love is your analogy between the full Rolex experience being the most blingy, flashy piece of jewelry that you could like grab in their lineup. That's the new Rolex experience. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yes. If you don't mind me asking, you bought the uh, one four, the one forty sixty for three k. Right,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how much did you sell it for? Three K. Okay, how much would it go for now?
1: Oh, are you gonna do this to me? All right, let's oh,
0: this is this is the episode. This is the watch regret episode. I, I don't, I don't know.
1: There I'm not, is. I'm not being malicious. What? I'm being curious. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let's see if I can find one. Um, HQ Milton was the uh, was actually the guy I bought it from Yatsik at the okay. time. Um Actually, let me try watch. Recon. It's tough because I it did not have the bracelet. 14060. Oh my god. There's one that just sold head only for
0: 6850. No way. Yep. Michael, that was that's an inflation over the course of what five years?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's like 120%. Mhm. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, you really sucks. I don't give a <laughs> shit. You guys can send me all the fucking hate mail you want, dude.
1: Oh, and do you remember you remember after I I, I told you, hey, the guy that I sold this to you sent me a really weird text message. Oh,
0: like he like threw it across the room or something you said, right?
1: Uh, yeah, it, it was just the strangest thing. It was like, "Oh, my friend didn't think that this was real, so I threw it across the room and hit the wall, and I just like proved to him, like, "Yeah, this is a Rolex." I'm like, "Oh, great!" This, this, you're so I'm gonna now.
0: add, I'm gonna add a third regret to the tally I'm keeping here. So the buying the, the 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 four the, the one four six zero, and then selling it is the first regret. Buying mm-hmm. the Batman, second regret, and then selling your one four six zero to a fucking moron is the third regret, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, good. Poor poor judge of character on my part.
0: <laughs> but the good news is I remember this you broke even on the Batman, which is probably one of the the pros with Rolex.
1: Yeah, but what, what is it, like a Batman right now if I kept that thing?
0: Dude, you would have hated it. You would have been miserable the past four or five years
1: cuz you hated <laughs> that watch. Dude, sixteen thousand five hundred and seventy-five. Close, get close.
0: One. Close watch recon, Michael. If you kept that watch for four or five years, you'd be so miserable. Yeah, I know. You know, like
1: I, I really was. I really thought to myself, "What, what do I do with this thing?" It just doesn't make sense.
0: Crazy man. I remember that. I remember. I. Yeah, I feel bad for that
1: one. For I can't. I,
0: how am I supposed to say these numbers, four, 4 hundred forty sixty? How am I supposed to say that?
1: You can say one forty sixty.
0: One forty sixty. Okay, I feel yeah. bad for that one forty sixty, man. It deserve, yeah, it deserved better.
1: I wonder where it is right now. Fish tank. <laughs> Guy
0: just put it in the I'll prove to you it's Rolex. Look at the water
1: resistance. He just—he's still—he's still, he's still fighting with his friend. He's
0: still fighting with his friend. You know, I mean, their clothes <laughs> have just decayed. It's just like like rings of collars around their necks now. They're just like they've just been going through a, like a tally list to prove that this is a Rolex. That's actually the new Rolex costification process. They send it to those two knuckleheads, and they just like shoot out a potato gun to prove it's Rolex. <laughs> That's why it's so expensive. It takes them a long time. It does. Take only two of them.
1: They aren't really good at putting the reports together. Those guys.
0: It's just like jackass style YouTube. <laughs> not,
1: not a real scientific bunch.
0: <laughs> oh man, good opener. Okay, let me see. I'm going through my list here. I'm gonna what? get
1: made fun of so hard. <laughs> this episode.
0: You know, so you know, you know, you know what's great, like. I when we started doing this is not one of my res, This is just Michael and I talking. When we started doing the show, I was so conscious. I'm like, oh man, people are. I'm putting myself out there. People are gonna say like things, and they're gonna they're gonna be judgmental, and they're gonna be blah blah blah. And like to an extent, I was affected by that for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm really, I'm being super candid with everyone until very recently, that shit like really still um, affected me. But I had this weird like. Like I, I was, I was under a bodhi tree, and I, I achieved, like I achieved my moment of nirvana. And I'm just like, wait a minute, who the fuck else can say they've sat down basically every week for four years, with the exception of their fucking wedding mm-hmm. <clears throat> and their honeymoon, and recorded a watch podcast? Yeah. Fuck all of you guys if you're just like, <laughs> oh man, I think <laughs> T. I think TBS could be better. Blah 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 blah. blah. Fuck every one of you. You do not have the commitment that Michael and I have to do this for four years for free. You guys free should sh- put some some
1: jazz music in the back. It's a free man. show.
0: Can- I think it would be great if you guys had like a like a soft intro where you just talked about each item that's going to come up in the episode, and then maybe a bit more
1: history into your wrist check. Yeah, I don't I don't give a shit. Make your own.
0: Make your own fucking show, and then quit, and then realize how hard this is. <laughs> Michael and I have seen plenty of shows come, try, and then die. All yep. right, so you are more than welcome to join that pantheon of fucking failures, as <laughs> far as I'm concerned. Watch regrets. Here we go. Um, very. Angry.
1: Your turn. I'm
0: <laughs> very angry. Let me see here. This is this is this is a benign one. This is one of those things that I think most people do have encountered. You did the good version. You put yourself in a position to not regret what I regret. I regret not buying a watch in Hong Kong when we were there. Oh. I didn't buy I I tried so hard. We it's looked, interesting. It's interesting you know? that
1: you say that because I have I've gone through other phases of you know consolidating and selling. And I always look at that little that Seiko minnow and, and minnow. I'm just like, oh yeah, I can get an easy. 300 bucks or something. But I, I do, I start putting the box together and I see all the paperwork again. Like I, like I mentioned with the Panerai, you you have the stamp from that location. (laughs) It's in writing that I can't read. The guy filled
0: out the, we watched him fill out the card.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) You were, you were very hesitant though. I I think, I I think you just weren't sure about the experience. I didn't find a
0: watch that clicked with me. That was the problem. I didn't find yeah. a watch where I didn't have my... I didn't have my, to quote, um, say yes to the dress, I didn't have my bride moment. I didn't put mm-hmm. on the dress and feel it. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't put on a watch and be like, yes, this is my... This is it. Yeah, Write me up. You know what I mean? I didn't have that moment. And towards the end of the trip, we were there for about seven or eight days, you and I. Um, I started feeling very guilty. I'm like, man, I just... I started feeling guilty that I wasn't falling in love. Mm -hmm. And then on the last day, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? It's fine. It's not a big deal. Cause even in the airport with my poor tired wife, I was dragging her around, (laughs) trying to look for shops that had watches. (laughs) Trying to see if I could buy Like I, I have 25 minutes. I can buy a watch. You know? (laughs) And I felt bad up until, you know, we were wheels up and I'm just like, I didn't buy a watch in Hong Kong. Like I didn't. Um, and I still feel bad. I didn't get to buy I Y. I didn't get that. I, I regret that experience. I regret it almost to the point of just been like, I should have just walked into a fucking gas station and just bought like a quartz fucking Seiko for thirty anything. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I yeah, you should psyched, have done that. I psyched myself out. I focused too much on my intercourse menu. As opposed to just focusing on the experience of having sex. I'm like, okay, I got I to I do 10 minutes of going down and I got to do at least five minutes just kind of going up and down and I have to make sure I'm not too... I had to keep my shirt off. I, I got way too in my own head about what the fucking experience of banging someone else was supposed to be like that I just totally lost it and didn't have sex at all. Yeah, You know what I mean? That's basically what happened. I died in the rubber, essentially. You know? got to
1: go back. We got go it <laughs>
0: That's no fucking way. We're going back now. No <laughs> one wants us. There's, I think, I think everyone still has travel bans on Americans. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh well.
0: But that I regret. God, I regret. was oh, so jealous. You got your watch, and you got to haggle with the guy, and the guy's boss yelled at him, even though I'm sure it was all song and dance, and he fucking yeah. filled out the card. and I'm just like, fuck. I'm so jealous. Michael did it. He you bought know- a watch in Hong Kong.
1: You know Man. what's interesting? I, there, there are whispers now that those Seiko baby turtles are actually going to be discontinued. They're not popular. They, people, or that they might be discontinued already.
0: People don't buy them. Every time you post them in the feed, it's always met with like cult, cult oohs and ahs, or just curiosity. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? They just, I just, they just never took off. We also yeah, have to stop and, calling them baby turtles or mini turtles. Yeah.
1: If I said you, baby turtle because I, I, for a moment, I thought that people still didn't know what we were yeah, talking no, I'm, about. I'm, when I say I'm, minnow.
0: Yeah, no, I'm glad you clarified it. When we say minnow, we're talking about what the stupid Watch family has dubbed the baby turtle or whatever. That's probably what fucking killed it. People thinking like, oh, the nickname. No, I really think the nickname. No, I really think the nickname. The nickname killed it, man. You know what I mean? Like they probably thought it was just going to be the turtle, but just a smaller yeah. version. No. It's its own fucking watch. Yeah. Very angry. But yeah, that's my, that's my, I'll, I, that's the regret I'd like to open with. Cause I still, dude, I still return to that regret every now and then. I'm like, man, I should have bought a watch in Hong Kong. Bummer. I'm sorry. It's okay. Set, set la VA, dude. As the French say. <laughs> set la vieille. Set la VA. Right?
1: <laughs> oh boy.
0: Pretty sure it's a Michael Scott quote. What's your, uh, <laughs> what's your next regret, man?
1: Oh, I'm gonna get made fun of for this one. Also,
0: all right, all right I'm gonna do it.
1: This is this is another, this is another sale, and it's the uh, the Smiths W10. This
0: one, this one cuts deep. This one, I know hurts you.
1: But it's funny because I I think of where my head was at at the time, mm. and I was just, I, I think we were still at that company, and. I was like, "Oh man, I made three hundred dollars. This is great." <laughs> <laughs> I see them now, and it's it, it is absurd to to have a watch that possibly saw conflict um, was actually issued. Those were in with, the Balkans, right? Yours was probably in the Balkans. You said uh, y- the. F- Falkland Island, conflict? or Falkland. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. Falkland.
0: I, I don't listen, guys. I'm from Florida. I don't know a goddamn thing outside of Florida. Okay, <laughs> it's Florida and then New York, and whatever I have, whatever happens in between is a fucking mystery to me. Okay.
1: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> am I pronouncing it wrong?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that was the Ecuadorian conflict, right? The uh, famous British Ecuador. Like, what the fuck is Cass talking about? I'm clearly uh, not a student of military history. All right,
1: but it was that—that <laughs> that was always also a fun experience because I took it to that one specific uh, retailer yep. in uh, Ball Harbour, mm-hmm. and the dude was—that
0: was, was grain sense right?
1: Super larger than life guy, like yeah. very, we, very aggressive were we, dude. Were
0: we, were we trying not to say their name?
1: No, no, we—that's that, totally fun. Okay, cool. But um, he was like, "This is." He's like okay so he's the kind of dude that's going to try to push you a royal oak both for you and your wife and he'll pull it off. Yeah. He'll he'll sell you both of those watches. He's that good. And my thought coming in there was very I was I was really sheepish. I wasn't really sure if they would just like laugh me out of the building, but he cracked it open and he was like this is this is gonna be a great, fun, and interesting challenge. Mm. Um, and then I, I was doing some writing for him at the time, so so he was like, Oh, like maybe you can do a blog post about it once we're all done. So right. uh, but yeah, dude, overhauled head to toe, purred once so he cool. <laughs> once he was finished. But yeah, I I don't even know where it is. I, I can't even remember who I sold it to. That's sad. I think that some some Reddit user. Actually, it might have been eBay. Oof. Yeah, could be anywhere. Might have, been, might have been eBay, so kind of a bummer. Uh, some people actually ping me on the side, and they they say, "Hey, you know, I'm selling my W10, or there's this one right here." And it's,
0: people are people are so nice. You guys are way 15, too nice to us.
1: Yeah, but they're like fifteen or seventeen hundred dollars. <sighs> well, like, well so here, here, here's, here,
0: well, here's the well, here's interesting. Um, I guess differentiation. I'd like to maybe ask about in regards to. One four zero six zero, 60 whatever the fuck it is The other Rolex you sold. Do you regret selling the Smiths because you missed out on monetary value or because of the sentimental value in the story that you had with the watch?
1: I think it was less monetary, more sentimental story, because, yeah. because I, I kind of, I see my collecting progressing closer to, uh, UK British military watches. Yeah, uh, I, I just, I love all the designs. Um, I just, I can't get enough of old Smiths and CWCs and Persistas and all that stuff. Um, it's like, if I were a watch, I would be a CWC. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I I think it's more sentimental, less monetary. Yeah.
0: You think you'll ever get another Smiths in the collection?
1: No, dude, they're too expensive. No. They're yeah. way, way... They're, they're actually, um, that same company, Time Factors... Uh, you know the one that made that watch Damon wrote about yeah they're reissuing a very similar version it it looks more it looks more like a um like an IWC Mark 11 okay the old, cool the old pilot's watch right um but they also they also have a reissue of the same one that I sold except that you don't have a T dial you have the L um for luminova and they they look pretty nice Maybe I'll try a reissue if I get something.
0: Let's see how you feel. If you ever feel like rolling the dice or the die, whatever the fuck it is.
1: Yeah. Ah,
0: oh, is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Is it my go next? Let's see here. Let's do a two-parter. Oh yeah. Two-parter. A, let's do a two-parter. It'll be an interesting one. It's <clears throat> a two-part. I'll start with the first part. The first time, the first time I ever spent around $1,000 on a watch, I regret that. I'll the tell you point. why. I'll tell you why. I regret that first time ever spending around $1,000 on a watch because financially, I was really not in a good place to do that. I was... Yeah.
1: Hmm. The experience, I think, falls in line more closely with guilt <clears throat> than joy. So you can't even really yeah, enjoy the, the moment of purchasing the watch. Yeah.
0: The watch specifically that I'm talking about it's one I haven't talked about in a while and I'm to talk about it in a couple because both of my regrets are associated with this watch. It was the Steverol Bronze Moray mm-hmm. Steverol was a really interesting mm-hmm. sort of uh, intermediate brand experience between um, Benares so Steve Lawlin um, so Steve Lawlin that we all know from Raven. Uh, it was Benares with his partner and with his business partner I should always clarify that Every time I tell people I do a podcast, I have to say my podcast partner. Because if I say I do a podcast with my partner, the connotations just go out the window. Because then I'll also say, <laughs> "Yeah, my partner. I do the show." And I was talking to my wife this weekend. They're just like, "Whoa, wait, wait, what? <laughs> kind of fucked up sexual ring are you in right now?" Not judging. <laughs> you get looks. with you get you get looks sometimes. Yeah. But um, so it was it was Benares, and then Benares was Stevroll due to the... The the name had to be... Benares, the name couldn't stay, for obvious reasons, because it sounds like another brand. And then it was um, Stevroll, which is a combination of Steve and... um, What was his name? It was Ralph. Ralph. It was Ralph. It was Ralph. So Stevroll, Steve Ralph. uh, And then eventually Steve went and did his own thing and picked back up with Raven. He'd always done Raven before, but then he stuck with Raven. Stevroll was that weird in-between period. Um, I got the Stelworld Bronze More. Uh, It Moray. Be- it's a beautiful watch. I-, I still think it's a beautiful watch. Uh, yeah. Sapphire crystal, beautiful green dial I had on there. Came with a fantastic leather strap. Um, very legible. I love the bezel. I love the loom. I love the wrist presence that the watch had. I first saw that watch um, in person. Like, I saw it on Instagram much, but I saw it in person at the first wind-up. And... Uh, that's, that's, that's when I met Steve for the, for the first time there and I was at the table and um, was talking to him, was looking at the watch, was interacting with the watch and it was around like like 900 bucks or something like that, um, which is totally like appropriate for that watch. For what that watch was, it was uh, in my opinion. So this wasn't like an issue with what, where the watch was priced. This was an issue in my ability to judge my finances and to keep my expectations in check, I was so enthralled with the idea of the buyer's experience of being <laughs> in wind up and talking with the, a brand owner and asking all these really great questions and just connecting with them over this watch and being so enthralled by the enthusiasm of the atmosphere that I was like, man, I really need to buy this watch. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? I really need to buy this watch and so but I'll tell you right now back then financially I that was a fucking stupid thing for me to do. Just spend around that. That was that was really fucking dumb of me to do that.
1: That's an expensive that's expensive for that. Not to say that it's a it's a bad watch, but I was surprised to find out that it was that expensive.
0: Mhm. I think I mean just in terms of like the construction, water resistance, the bronze case, the movement in there, everything, everything, it was awesome. It
1: do was, you remember? Do you hmm. remember the turquoise dial?
0: Oof,
1: he was. Sold. I almost, I almost got was, that one. It
0: was sold out of those when I was there.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the, those, those were those gorgeous, were
0: gorgeous, absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Um. So I, I regret that. I don't regret feeling joy at the initial experience of I put the watch on I took a photo I took a photo with Steve um, it's even probably still on the fucking t Watch Knobs feed if you scroll all the way back to the beginning yeah I literally think it's still there um, uh, I don't regret that moment that was a beautiful moment it was really great it was also um, like I said it was meeting Steve and Steve's been an incredible friend of the show and just throughout our entire you know, journey of doing this thing I don't regret yeah. that I regret not having the proper judgment to tell myself, no, you can meet people, make friends, shake hands, you don't need to spend a thousand fucking dollars just because you're here. Um, no one else should feel like they should spend money just because they're in a place and everyone's buying watches, blah, 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 which is actually really fucking funny because this is totally in contrast to my Hong Kong regret. <laughs>
1: So I exactly. literally
0: can't win, Michael. You know. Yeah, you
1: felt you felt pressure at the wrong time. The wrong the kind line. of pressure at the wrong time.
0: Yeah. So that's my regret. The first time I spent close to like a thousand bucks for a watch. Because man, man, I should not have said I couldn't I I'll tell you right now, I could not afford that watch, but that didn't stop me. Just because Inter- interesting thing about finance that I've learned, just because you have the money in your bank account doesn't mean you can afford something. Yep.
1: <laughs> like, oh yeah, I can
0: pay for this. I didn't say you couldn't pay for it. I said you can't afford it. <laughs> I feel like they're different, you know? Um, uh... My second regret that's piggybacking on that, I regret selling the Steverall bronze right. <laughs>
1: Really? You've never told me this.
0: I regret, I do regret selling it. Every now and then, I'm just like, man, it would be so nice to just put on a really beefy, bronze, thick acrylic dome, green dial, super loomy watch right now. (laughs) Sure wish I fucking had one still. (laughs) I do wish I had it. I do wish I still had it. I regret selling it, especially because I ate it hard. I ate it so hard. I sold that watch for four hundred dollars, Michael. Yeah, I ate it fucking <clears throat> hard.
1: Were you trying? Were you trying to like? Were you trying to survive at the time? Or were yeah, you I, was to... I was poor.
0: I was poor shit, Michael. Because I spent all my money on fucking watches. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I would have taken anything.
1: Yeah, because I didn't know I didn't know if you were trying to save for something else at the no, time. I needed, I needed to eat. <laughs> groceries. Dude, oh, fucking boy. groceries, dude,
0: and I sold it for about you know three months worth of groceries. I was Poe, wow. dude. I was Poe with a capital P O O H. Poe, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> those are those are my two <laughs> my two piggyback regrets. I do yeah. wish I for 400 dollars. I should have just kept it. I should have just kept it.
1: You know. Yeah, I think if you if you find that you miss it that much i guess so
0: sure just kept it but those are my two piggyback regrets i've been talking i've been talking way too much what about you what else you got what do you you regret michael
1: this is this is less of a a long-term regret and more more something that you don't you don't really think about this when you get into uh the kind of work that we do Okay. So I think when we were getting into watches, and we were both working at that company uh, before even starting this, I think there was a a real attraction and allure to the idea of being a watch reviewer, mm. to be drowning in yeah. free or close to free stuff that will just pile up on your desk, and you'll be swimming in watches, and everything <laughs> will be awesome. Yeah. Let me tell you, if you're trying to get into the watch journalism game, whatever you want to call it, where you connect with brands and, um, you know, take product samples and photograph them and review them, you're, it is not going to be everything that you think it is. (laughs) Let's just say what Um, it is. It
0: fucking sucks. It's like, like, be careful what you wish for.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so I regret completely, um, underestimating the amount of work that comes with connecting with brands, taking their products, signing for the box, shipping the box out, you know, making sure that that post is all taken care of, photographing, writing, all that stuff. It is, it is a lot of work. It's a, and it's a lot of work if you want to do it well. Yeah. so I think I think I went through a period where I was doing stuff both for our site and for a blog to watch, right. which is actually my sole employer at the time. <laughs> also, so it was like i I was um, I was kind of drowning in in watches, and it made me just resent the whole process altogether, yeah, I was just completely disenchanted finally with I'm picturing with that tony
0: montana scene where he's at the table with the piles of cocaine in front of him which is you but piles of watches just staring just like this is my life this is what i am what have, yeah
1: have, am I? somebody sent me something which was um i forgot what it was i think it was a tutor or a montblanc or you know something that i would normally be very excited about No. and i was just like it's a fucking stupid watch like through the box on the floor god damn it more work um
0: it's really easy to be like into watches and you see like all the other like watch journal watch journalism or watch blog places and they're posting photos and they're doing reviews and you're just like that looks so much fun you yeah. get to hang out with watches all day. You get to write about watches, you get to share your opinions with people and everything like that. And to an extent like yes, it is there it is it is fun. But like any job, and I say that phrase specifically, like any job, it has its downsides. Do yeah. not think reviewing watches is something that you just do as like a passion project and like it's really fun even if you start out like that and you have no aspirations for it to be anything bigger the watch brands out there will totally just start barraging you with just stupid requests and just being like hey we just released this new blah 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 you know um (laughs) Who do we have to buy a beer for to get a review on your site? Which is literally something a brand has said to me before, and it's just yeah. like, fuck you, dude. I'm not some thirteen year old in my mother's fucking basement. Give me a you fucking if you if first of all, if I'm reviewing your watch, I'm reviewing it for free. If you want to do like sponsored posts or whatever, and if I like your fucking watch, then we can talk. But if I don't yeah. like your fucking watch, I don't want to hear a goddamn thing from you. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: I think the one positive though is we both ended up realizing how much work was appropriate for the moment. Yeah. So, how much work is appropriate for a press release? How much work is appropriate for a yeah. review in terms of hours? So, like with the AquaStar, you know, I, I had the press release and I knew that for our site, a simple three paragraph press write up would be appropriate yep. because. I knew that Jason Heaton was going to be diving and discovering Atlantis with the damn thing the next day, <laughs> which is fine. Like it's, those pieces are, are fantastic, but you, you end up and you might be in a headspace early on where you're like, I have to, I have to put in the same, same amount of crazy, crazy work yeah. uh, just to match up with these, these other websites and, and things like that. So um, a little give and take with this one. Not necessarily a long-term regret, but I think about—I think about all the time that I feel like I lost, <laughs> and all the anguish of you know spending four hours on photos and yeah,
0: yeah. On this same coin of like watch journalism regrets, I regret because when I first started out, okay, I'm trying to gather my thoughts appropriately, so I'm not like a fucking crazy person, um, <laughs> which is a really weird thing for me to consider, considering. I've never given a shit about that. But when you're not in watch journalism and you're looking in, it seems like everyone knows everyone. It's this really fun community. Everyone's on a first name basis and like it's super, super cool. And then if I become a watch reviewer, I'll join this community and everything's going to be awesome. The reality is, if you try to start watch journalism or watch blog or whatever, these watch brands, about 99% of them are going to just take so much fucking advantage of you. It's not oh, even yeah. funny yeah like but they'll do it in such a way where it'll be like oh hey we're both into watches we're friends i love your website do you want to do a review of my blah 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 just so you were if you spend your weekend so let's say let's say you spend your like legitimately spend your weekend so let's say it's six hours saturday sunday 12 let's see we spend 12 hours taking photos uh doing a review for free or whatever for like a watch you know what i mean and you review the watch and it goes up and uh, a thousand people read your review or whatever, and let's say three or four buy that person's watch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You just worked for free, and that watch manufacturer probably just made a couple thousand bucks.
1: <laughs> and you your, lost, and you lost time with your wife. You lost time
0: with your for your weekend. He made he or she made approximately I don't know bucks. Yeah. <laughs> You have to frame it out that way because what's going to happen is these brands are going to keep hitting you and just asking for reviews and you're going to get this point of like, oh, well, I don't want to disappoint Hans over at fucking like super awesome watchcoats. Like, dude, fuck Hans, man. Fuck Hans.
1: You have a life and like family and friends. Like, to be fair, a lot of times their name is Hans.
0: Yeah, that's why. I, <laughs> that's why I just, fuck, dude, fuck Hans, man. All right. <laughs> hello my name is Vladimir I make watch for love of ocean I'm like oh this sounds really this sounds really great I call it the sea flyer you know it's like fucking like fuck fuck you Vladimir fuck you Hans. I think
1: I think I make watch for love of ocean <laughs> needs to finally go on a tbws shirt
0: <laughs> we've literally gotten those emails hello tbws I love what you do <laughs> I also make watch for love of ocean it's like fuck this is gonna just this is a four paragraph email how much oh, did he God. write Hans come on man (laughs) Um, so that's the regret that I have thinking that it was something that I didn't have to treat as work I think that's the best way for me to sum it up I never thought I'd have to treat watch blogging as work
1: Um, Mm -hmm. and to
0: clarify before with me saying oh you wrote a review and this person made XYZ amount of money that's not me saying hey make sure they pay you for the review because that's also fucked up you're not doing a review if someone pays it for you. You're not doing a review if you get to, like, keep the watch afterwards. Because you'll get those emails being like, oh, hey, you want to review our watch? Um, you get to keep it as a gift afterwards. Wink, wink. And then you get to send them a picture of your fucking penis because that's just a really dumb thing. for So it's like, because they want you to work for free. They're sending, you know what I mean? Like, come on, guys. And it's just not treating it as thinking it would never be treated as work is my biggest regret, but you have to understand, you know, if you're going to review a watch for a brand, yeah, totally do it for free, but understand to Michael, your point earlier, how to value your time. Yeah. If I'm doing this for free, how can I potentially leverage this contact into some sort of revenue driving thing? I'll do this review, but then maybe I can get them to, um, you know, share it on their site or share, our shit over on their Instagram to try and get people on my site because I have other pages that use Amazon affiliate links and I have my average potential session conversion rate for traffic on the site as per Amazon affiliates like you have to do that it's work man you know what I mean even if you're not getting paid money from a brand to do something understand how what you're doing might potentially generate revenue for the site because otherwise you're gonna get fucking burned out like Michael and I and just be super angry on every podcast yeah. <laughs> Fuck Which you, Hans. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm going to get so many emails. I'm very excited. Um, I'm sorry if your name is Hans also, and you listen to the show, and you're actually like <laughs> legitimately super cool. I'm super sorry. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the other Hans. Oh, no, you're, you're one of the good ones. I'm mad at the other ones. Yeah. It's my favorite phrase. Yeah. Um, so I'll, so that was technically one of my regrets. I'll cross that mm-hmm. off. But um, mm-hmm. dude, I I kind of I kind of bogarted your go.
1: Do, do you have anything else you wanted to say? I have one more regret. Okay. I have one more regret. I regret not robbing the MBNF Mad Gallery in Geneva because I don't think they ever caught those guys. They never did. They got yeah. away. I, I wish I wish somebody let me in on the uh. On the job. You wish you got
0: that call from George Clooney? Yeah.
1: The yeah. Ocean's I'll... 11
0: MBNF job.
1: <laughs> I like to I like to imagine that uh that it was George Clooney, actually.
0: Two points. So that's, that's your... not
1: a that's not a real regret. I just <laughs> don't don't rob places.
0: Please don't rob places or not rob yeah. places and they regret not robbing them. Please follow all the local laws of your particular country, province, or state. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. Covered, <laughs> covered,
1: right? There's, there's other things I'm going to have to edit from this podcast, <laughs>
0: so don't worry. Uh, I still have more regrets. Are All you right. done?
1: I mean, I, I'm curious to hear what else you have. I have a big I, one. I probably might feel the same way.
0: I have a big one, and I'm certain we feel the same way on this one because I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. The regret that I'm about to share is something every single fucking one of you has done. And shame on you. Shame on us, for all... None of us can cast the first stone, all right? As far as I'm fucking concerned. Mm Because none of us are without sin. Okay? Which Jesus didn't say, by the way. They just added it to the King James Bible because it sounded really cool. So, just putting that out
1: there. Um, Didn't know.
0: Yeah. Jesus wasn't that poetic, all right? I'll say he was a proper rhetorician, but I don't think he was particularly poetic. Let he (laughs) who's without sin cast the first stone. That sounds fucking awesome. Jesus didn't say it. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Whatever. I don't give a shit. I wasn't there. Um, I have to clarify I wasn't there. Just in case anyone wasn't sure. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. It wasn't me, Jim Cavaziel, and then 40 other people. I just just wasn't there. Mel Gibson. Um, My watch regret, which is something that we all share, which is the reason none of us can cast the first stone, I regret feeling like a watch that I was wearing made me better than someone else for a watch they were wearing. God I I regret ever feeling that that pang of sin slithering into my fucking heart. Mm-hmm. I still feel so bad because I've done that I, I shouldn't say you've done that because you're much nicer than I am but I, have you done that?
1: I do that all the time. I don't okay. regret it. I'm, I'm way better than most people. <laughs> I'm damn way better than most people when I wear God my... Damn it.
0: no. No, Michael. We have to present a unified front. The kids can't see us fighting, Michael. I regret... Yeah. yeah, I regret. I regret feeling like if I walk into a room with my fucking sumo and I see someone with a Timex ear, I regret being like... Fucking casual asshole. Probably just bought that. Probably just went to Amazon and dress and and, and Google dress watch for work and just bought the first fucking fucking whatever, dude. I know, I know more than him. I feel so horrible having ever thought those thoughts, and we all should. Shame on us.
1: I feel something similar. Um, and and now that you say it, I actually, I have the exact event and environment in my mind. So yeah. when I was courting my wife uh before before marriage you know there's it's pretty big deal in her culture uh pretty set guidelines for the the kind the, the kind of guy that she's supposed to marry well of course you're supposed, the, to, uh, you're supposed to well, no, I mean, you're supposed to stand
0: outside. well no i you're supposed to stand us at her balcony with the boombox playing barry manilow at four in the morning right is that not i mean
1: that that's, that's not a, it. That's, that's my not culture. It. I don't know. It, okay. Oh, okay. Uh. It's more. It's more like oh, you know the the CFO of Shell Oil maybe.
0: it's uh. <laughs> a very specific niche. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, <laughs> you know, there was a lot of a lot of pressure to to blend in at these these huge gatherings. At the time, like my career had not it wasn't wasn't where I wanted it to be, and um, you know I was. I was watch spotting at the time and I was seeing like APs, Hublots, yeah, uh, Rolexes, things like that, Panerais. Um, and at the time I was getting ready to go to a huge, huge fucking wedding party. And I knew it was going to be one of those kind of deals where everybody pulls up, right? Like every other car is a Lambo or a Maserati. And it's just like, dude, how do you, how does your family know all these people? Um, <laughs> And so I <clears throat> I I covered my wretched soul and heart in in a in a nice suit and tie and yep. um actually the Batman. Yep. And so I remember going to that event with a thought in my mind that I would be okay because I was wearing this watch. You had your like armor. I, yeah, I had I had I had my armor. Yep. But deep down, deep down I was there was rot. Has <laughs>
0: <laughs> we all have a little albino monk flogging ourselves in the closet we all have a little bit of it
1: yeah so all whether right? whether it's whether it's wearing the watch and thinking you're better than somebody or wearing the watch and thinking it makes you I think I think that's a regret that we can share
0: yeah I'm wearing my Batman I deserve to be hobnobbing with all the other people rolling up in their James Cameron AMGs and their fucking Maristia Lago and bullshit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think the two go hand in hand. You know yeah. what I mean? Nothing about what you wear on your wrist says anything about your character as a person or the other person's character as a person. And if you think it does, you're probably an asshole. You're probably an asshole. Because exactly. I've, I've talked with people before and like obviously I'm into watches and I'm I'm talking to them in the context of watches, but, like, I'll be wearing my Timex or whatever. And, like, you know what I mean? And, like, you and, you and they're not. And it's just you can sense it. And so I'll just say it right now. If you think what you wear makes you better than someone else, or if you think you have to put on a certain watch to match the watches of everyone else to feel like you're going to be accepted or whatever, you are either an asshole or your friends are assholes.
1: I either used way... To all- I I used to also think that when we, when we would do trips for for watch stuff, I would have to bring a ton of watches. Yeah. Not because it was practical or because I wanted to, but because I wanted to show up at like this event with this watch and this dinner with that watch and yada yada yada. And I think that that kind of falls in line with this this same mentality. Yeah. Whereas I think the last thing we did together was wind up the last wind up. Me and you. And yeah. And I just went with one Doxa and I was pretty happy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I brought it. Because I, there's. We're the we're the fucking two book watch knobs, Michael. We're the punk rock wristwatch podcast. So there's an expectation of us when we show up to be like, oh, you know, uh, uh, I got to bring the Christmas Chrono. I got to bring the Polyar 313. I have to bring the Big Zero. I had to also bring the Gavox and I got to make sure I bring the Sumo. How can I forget the Slava Met? And it's just this like. I brought a bunch of watches to fucking wind up. I just wore the Slava Medical the whole time. It was fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Same thing happened in fucking Hong Kong. In Hong Kong, I brought a shit ton of watches. I only ever wore the Orient Star GMT and mm-hmm. um, I think my Gavox.
1: Yeah, you know? that's, that was exactly it. Yeah.
0: That was all, I, but I had like five watches with me because <laughs> there was an expectation. Yeah, you know.
1: You could have left Do the some- others. You could have left the others at home and bought a watch.
0: <sighs> Sorry. I'll never I'll never unregret it. I'll never unregret <laughs> it. You know? That's just that's 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 one that's going to be there be there forever. I can heal from the one I just talked about where I felt like a my I uh, my regret as being this watch makes me better than someone else. That regret I can heal from. You know what I mean? I can I think I can recover from that. I'll never recover from not buying a watch in Hong Kong. That's just not going to happen. Oh, man. Let me see here. So really quick, I can just shotgun my two last regrets. All right, do it. Bam. Thinking of watch collection as a journey as opposed to an expression. The difference being a journey has an end. An expression never ends. Never think watch collecting is something where there are certain levels and then, oh, man, eventually, eventually I'll get an omega and I'll be there. And that's a boom. I've done it. I'm a proper watch collector. No, that shit is just fucking stupid. Okay. Mm. Cause you have to understand the impetus behind watch collecting is also addiction. Addiction never ends. Addiction ends when you die. All right. So right. see watch collecting as an expression of the here and now, not a journey, which will eventually end because yeah. then you'll think you'll get there. Your watch collecting journey ends when you fucking die. Hmm. That, that's when it ends. And you're probably going to die with nothing on your wrist. Or like a hospital hospital fucking ID band. They're like, oh, that's great. great. That, that, now my watcher, I mean, that, that's that's my death watch. The stupid little <laughs> thing that you can't, that you have to bite off with your teeth because they, well, they don't want to lose you when they find your corpse in like, the canal or whatever. You know what I mean? Very morbid view of how I don't like hospitals. I just want to put that out there. I'm not a giant we, we hospital guy. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Last watch regret. I'm going to shotgun out here. Letting my watch collection get as large as it has, <laughs> that's a big regret.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think 20, every, everybody reaches that point where you're just like, this is kind of dumb.
0: This is dumb. I have over 20 watches that I've accumulated uh, over the f- past four years, and I'm now trying so hard to just get rid of watches, like figure out what I can sell, um, You know, what I can try to give away, what I can maybe trade or whatever the fuck I regret even just letting myself get into the position of having too many watches
1: if you, if you do the math on some of those and if you think about how valuable your time is like at your day job and you do the math and compare you would probably come out on top on some of those watches if you threw them in the trash
0: <laughs> it's more worth my time to just throw these away
1: to do the photos and the post on Reddit now. Reddit watches yeah. needs like a hundred posts in order to, you know, put a for sale thing up there. Dealing with the emails, the low balls, all the people like, mm, can you take another photo of the left lug? <laughs> would you would yeah. you take
0: a trade for a Tissot PRS? No,
1: <laughs> you God might come out it. on top. <laughs> you might come out on top on some of those if you threw them in the garbage threw in the or garbage. just gave them away.
0: Take the goodwill, or the Salvation Army, or whatever the fuck your local like, um, uh, I don't know what the fuck it's called, like donation places. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's actually yeah. an excellent point to make. You know, take the heart out of it. Look at your time. Look at the finances. he's just fucking throw this thing out. Yeah. Put it in my fish tank. <laughs> Put it in
1: your fish tank.
0: <laughs> Those are my regrets. No, no regrets. Those are my regrets. I think it is foolish if you talk to someone in the watch community and they're just like, everything's always awesome. Like, yeah, it's been great. I love doing what well. they're fucking lying. Okay, they're they're just a fucking liar. All right. Yeah. Everyone has watch regrets. And if again, if you don't have watch regrets, you, you you might be an asshole. I think that's mm-hmm. like an excellent way to determine if you're an asshole it's like i oh, don't know what cat's talking about everything's been great i'm an asshole I'm like that's how you know you know
1: what
0: i mean <laughs> this has been fun yeah
1: I feel it's a good, good episode i feel good i feel better i
0: feel better i feel like i feel like weight um has been lifted off my tiny black heart
1: we're know? just gonna be berated all week
0: you idiot
1: you sold God. that Benares.
0: Webinars. yeah you're fucking riding into a free podcast nerd send like fuck, <laughs> up, dude. This is a, fuck it's a free show why don't you go yell at the homeless people handing out pamphlets as well because it's the same fucking thing when you send us an email all right <laughs> oh jesus oh is it that okay let's 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 do this thing so I, i'm not going to recap the show there's no fucking way if you want to recap just listen to the fucking show again Thank you so much for tuning in. Let us know your thoughts on the watch regrets that Michael and I shared. Uh, also, totally share your watch regrets. I think as a community, we have to acknowledge when something sucks, and that doesn't just to, to the, that, that doesn't just mean watches. Like I've said that before. Hey, if a watch sucks, fucking tell people it sucks. Even if you look dumb for spending three thousand, four thousand, even fifty bucks on a watch, if it sucks, tell people it sucks. Don't pretend like like that's why every time you ask someone oh how was your vacation oh it was wonderful no it wasn't it couldn't all be wonderful they just don't (laughs) want to look like a fucking asshole for spending twenty thousand dollars to have a bad time yep you know (laughs) we have to say when things suck and that counts wash regrets so (laughs) share your wash regrets with us let us know your thoughts on ours check out the website twobookwashnobs.com check out the reviews Um, this is stuff you probably won't see anywhere else uh, check out Balance Cog Bugle. I know you won't see that anywhere else. Uh, just go to ZBookWalksApps.com, hover over the word columns, and then in there you'll see all of our different little features and bullshit like that, and go to Balanced Cog Bugle and have a good laugh. A schnid and, uh, shit, shits, shits and giggles, if you will. Um, in addition to that, we're getting near to 200 episodes. Keep an ear out for what Michael and I are going to be planning. It's going to be very special. It's going to be very, very cool. But on that note... Is that it? Is it a sad time? That's it. What do we do now till next week? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit by the door like Scott Pilgrim until it's Sunday, <laughs> so, we can, so we can record <laughs> until, again.
1: Until Mike comes back. <laughs> until
0: Mike. Until Michael comes back, and then I go. Oh, Go Michael's back, and then my then I mean, my my tail will wag, and then we'll record, and it'll be awesome. <laughs> here, let's let's do this. Is it that sad time?
1: That's sad time. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike.
0: And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. Later.